East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Do you live in County Durham or its surrounding areas? Are you fed up with your existing role at work? Or do you have a business that you need to future-proof? If you don't know where to start to access training for you, your colleagues or your business, East Durham College can point you in the right direction. Find out about our services, our staff, programmes and expertise in this podcast series. Make sure you press follow now to not miss an episode. In business, for business. East Durham College. Business Bites. East Durham College. Business Bites. In business, for business. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the East Durham College Business Bites podcast. My name's Sarah Jolly and I'm the Business Development Manager here at East Durham College. And today I'm joined by Tom Rowan. Tom is our trainer coach for our Bori Culture Apprenticeships here at EDC. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. So for our listeners who don't know anything about you at all, do you want to give them a brief overview of who Tom Rowan is? So um, I've been... St- been teaching for the last seven years. Uh, I was an arborist for, for 12 years down in Manchester. Um, and yeah, so I like tattooing. Um, I'm, I'm covered head to toe, so you will remember it's me, true. definitely. It's true. For those who can't see you, you are covered. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I started off um, teaching because I had an injury uh, with my back um, and I needed to carry on pursuing my career in arboriculture. So uh the natural progression was was to go into teaching, um, which I get a lot of enjoyment out of. You know, mentoring, yeah. training, that type of thing, um, and yeah, it's 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 a passion. You know, trees are are, are a passion of mine. You know, yeah. I've got tattoos on my head here, either side, and I've also got you know tree related ink Fantastic. all around my body. So I live and breathe trees. Wowzers! For those listening who don't know what a bori culture is. Give us that overview. Okay, so arboriculture is the study of trees. It's tree biology. We're looking at the management of trees, uh, identifying pest and disease. Um, you know, we, we look at shrubs as well as trees and perennial woody plants. Um, and it's it's kind of a specialised, you know, subject where mm-hmm. you, you're looking more at the science of trees rather than just going out and cutting trees willy-nilly sort of thing. Yeah. So it's having a good understanding of, you know, is that does that tree look healthy? What does a healthy tree look like? Um, why is that tree performing in that way? And how can we diagnose that? So yeah. I like to tell my students that you're like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, a or, a doctor. Sur- or a surgeon. A you know, surgeon. you say tree surgeons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you're a barber because you're, you're giving a haircut to the tree. Yeah. Uh, but predominantly we're, we're looking at, you know, um, pinpointing what is wrong with the tree initially yeah. um, to then give a management strategy and to be able to to, to fix it if, if we can. Yeah. So obviously you'd mentioned you've been in industry for 12 years doing that as your main job. And obviously we've talked about that being your transition into teaching. That was kind of the next phase due to something that had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is your most favourite part of your job right now? Right now is getting students in from day one that know absolutely nothing. They're an empty glass um, and then seeing them absolutely smash their EPA at the end of it and come out with a distinction. Yeah. Um, You're good at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of my students, um, you know, at the end of the programme, 
they like that I'm enthusiastic about it and it gets them involved as well. Yeah. Um, And they start to seek different avenues and and different qualifications after the apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, And, you know, a lot of companies, um, they... They're, they're trying to really push for arborists um, mm. within the sector because there's a lot of people coming, you know, getting to that retirement age in, in those higher consultancy roles. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the Arb Association posted something recently about, you know, there's there's a lack of uh, qualified arborists and, mm-hmm. and consultants within the industry that the, the natural progression is people moving up through the ranks from going off the tools and yeah, then going into into that type of role. Yeah. So just thinking of that then and thinking of that kind of, I guess, we, we use this word a lot in this podcast series, future-proven businesses, future planning. Um, you know, where can this, you know, our apprenticeship standard in arboriculture, because of our specialism at, at Hoffel, has always been a popular course. Where can it take you? So all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the ad calls that you'll get on the um, on on the apprenticeship itself are MPTC um, accredited, mm-hmm. um, and they are sought after across the world. Right. Um, so I've got students from from other areas that where I've worked previously that are in New Zealand, wow. um, Australia. You know, they're living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> you um, have imparted your yeah, knowledge on them. Though, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I've got one lad that I keep in touch with quite regularly and he's doing helicopter dismantles in New Zealand at the moment. Wow. Um, so that's pretty cool. I've had students that I've been teaching online from India um and you know sweden and that type you know all over the world yeah um but uk arborists because of the you know how highly they're taught and it's their specialism uh those mptc qualifications and the qualifications that they'll get from a theory-based point of view are recognized across the world yeah so yeah the world's your oyster i mean that that in itself is you know really quite inspirational and motivational for somebody really who like you say could be a brand new person thinking of this as a career pathway yeah 100 yeah so just thinking about that um and let's flip that back to us as a college and how we are you know, taking people through those apprenticeship programs and turning them out being very well-rounded arborists at the end of it. Um, what have we got to offer those? Think about our services, facilities, you. What can we offer those young people? Okay, so I'd say we've got a, a varied uh, amount of staff that have had different job roles within each of the sectors that will definitely play to the strengths for each student. Mm-hmm. We can give them advice, um, you know, c- career advice as well as you know what they're doing right and wrong in the workplace equipment that's being used um job roles within within the the arb industry as well um trying to think what else we've got so i mean from my point of view i've been teaching this for the last seven years yeah um so i've got a wealth of knowledge of you know what is expected of those students i know a lot of employers that come back to me regularly asking for students yeah you do get a lot of repeat business so uh from a college point of view from you know within the northeast um a lot of the councils are looking to upskill and and bring on new apprentices that they can that they can mold into you know an ideal arborist that can go out and look after the trees that are you know on the streets in sunderland and newcastle and as far as hexham yeah you know um at the, at the end of the day we we live and breathe the trees and yeah. you know if a tree comes down like we've had with the storms you know it, we're the first port of call asking yeah. for can you clear this because it's blocking a road yeah. um, or make it safe so that you know nobody gets injured yeah so a, a strange question but you know we have had quite a few storms recently 
Is this the favourite time of year for an arborist? Um, if you were a small business, I'd be seeing pound signs, definitely. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's good from 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 us from the from the college point of view because we have the woodlands surrounding uh, Hoffel. Yeah, um, I can take students out and we can look at you know abiotic damage to trees and how the trees are reacting. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're still looking at trees from Storm Arwen that happened two years ago, mm. um, and these these other storms that are coming through um, are definitely adding to the the resources that we can have. Yeah, because you know we don't always want perfect trees on campus. We want no. to be able to show a variety of of, of things for students yeah. so that they can pinpoint and use their knowledge yeah. to be able to delve into why has that tree failed or yeah. why is that tree looking poorly. Yeah, you need that realistic environment, yeah, 100%. don't you? Yeah, 100%. So thinking of that, and obviously um, I only know about this because, again, I've spent a bit of time at Hoffel over my years. The first time I was here, actually, we have quite a special arboretum over there. Yes, we do. So we have one of the largest uh, collections of sorbus in the country. Um, so sorbus is ranging anything from things like white beam. Uh, we'll also have like mountain ash um, and there's a mixed variety of all different ornamentals in there. Um, we've also got the part, half of the arboretum is a pine eatum. Mm-hmm. So we have conifers from across the world as well. So we have quite a lot of trees um, on, on, on site. Um, and from, a, from an apprenticeship point of view, um, as part of the level two arborist standard, there are 50 trees that the students will need to learn. Yeah. Um, and just for... Just That's for, an enormous amount. Yeah, I mean, it's the Latin <laughs> names as well. Yeah. So... You know, over the whole program, there's a, around 103 Latin names that the students will have to learn. Wow. Uh, including pests and disease and fungi as well. So I usually break that down into into groups of five per week and right. we cover them throughout. Okay. Well, there's one particular tree in the northeast that made headline news last year. So we might as well talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about Sycamore Gap. Yes. What's your thoughts on that? It was an icon. And I don't think we're ever going to see anything like it again. Um, the tree is going to be, it will bounce back. Mm-hmm. You know, the tree stump is still there. It will put out new growth. Um, but it's, you know, we'll never see it in our lifetime, I don't think. No. Um, it was a massive shame that it came down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if we can nurture the, the sapling that's going to be, you know, the, the new growth that's coming from that stump mm-hmm. and try to get it formatively pruned in a way that, in two or three hundred years' time, you know, people are going to be back there seeing that. That would be brilliant. But yeah, it was a it was a sad day when that came down. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure that there isn't just you in your industry thought exactly that, but actually, um, the general public thought the same because of its attraction. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, I, I remember watching um, Robin Hood. Um, you know, with Kevin Costner Bit years and years ago, yeah, <laughs> and you know, and it, it was an I, it was iconic that it was yeah. there, and a lot of, you know, not just UK um, mm-hmm. based people, you know, people would come from all over the world to because it was a, a UNESCO site. People would come to visit the tree and get a picture stood next to it, and you know, it's sad that it's now gone. Yeah, so. and I think you know, um, you know, thinking of our our apprentices and them kind of living through something as tragic as that happening in in their industry. Um, Do you think that's made them kind of more passionate about keeping some of the other great trees that we've got in our area kind of at the forefront? This is going to sound a bit... (laughs) a bit dark, but when we actually saw it on the news, Uh we were all actually looking... We weren't looking at the tree that had been fa- that had fallen. We mm-hmm. were looking at whether the gob cut and the hinge was decent enough. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, <laughs> you know, from from that point of view, although it was a tragedy, 
whoever did it was obviously clearly, you know, uh, well versed in felling trees because, right. you know, the hinge cut was was a nice cut, the back cut was a nice cut, mm-hmm. you know. So taking the negatives from uh, from you know positive from a negative yeah. then. Yeah. And the thing is, you would look at that very differently. Yeah. You know, be under no illusions, you absolutely would, because what you what you do in your industry is a skill and it's a craft. And, you know, this it's it's like anybody's skill. If somebody does something like that badly, it stands out like sore thumb, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and the fact that, obviously, like you say, you're, you're automatically, you're almost conditioned to look at that that way yeah that's what you do all day every day yeah um you know it just happens to be like you say it's in a in a bit of sad circumstance that that obviously you were probably looking at at those particular cuts and probably it was probably breaking your heart a little bit the fact that yeah that somebody actually had done it well Yeah, definitely um so just thinking of your specialisms then and, and obviously the industry that you're in what kind of attributes make a good arborist what what kind of skills, what kind of attitudes make a good arborist? You've definitely got to be, you've got to have that drive. Yeah. You know, getting up every morning, you know, most arborists will start at six in the morning. Okay. Um, so having, being able to get up for work on time. Yeah. Um, being able to work out in all weathers. Yeah. And not afraid to put in a bit of graft. Yeah. Because it is it's it's hard, hard work, work, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I always let my students know that you know with the clusters industrial athletes mm-hmm. so just to maintain your own body weight you've got to be eating at least three and a half thousand calories a day so it's wow. not something that you can just go and pick up a chainsaw and no. climb around in a tree yeah you know it's like being at the gym for 10 hours a day you're climbing lifting your own body weight up and down up and down every day yeah you're lifting timber you're loading vans yeah you know it's it's hard graph so i think you've it's got to have some harder then yeah 100 <laughs> you've got you've got to have the want to do it yeah um you know i've seen people in the past that have thought they'd they would this was the career for them and, and and you know it hasn't worked out for them mm-hmm. uh for one reason or another yeah. um but at the end of the day we're risking our lives we're hanging off an 11 millimeter thick rope yeah. with something that's sharp uh, and we're swinging around in trees all day in this type of weather so yeah. you've got you know you've really got to have that confidence in yourself yeah. as well as your equipment that you know what you're doing is safe yeah um and the the work you're doing is for the benefit of the tree yeah and i think you're right you know because i don't think we we should underestimate actually somebody's um work ethic in your space because you're right it's not for the faint-hearted i know you know we've talked about a few of the other um land-based um apprenticeships that we have here at at east Down college and a lot of them require these kind of fundamental skills from people um and it is about somebody's attitude to being committed isn't it really yeah. because your course is it's tough oh yeah it's tough both <laughs> mentally and physically very much so yeah so from a theory point of view it is ridiculously tough yeah um practically the students will get the two years to get through the the mptc qualifications we we, we do them in different different months throughout the year yeah uh, and we build on those skills and then we start to tag on those theoretical side um, with why they're pruning and how they're doing it and what reasons for and against. Yeah, that we've kind got, of background so. as to because you have to have that understanding, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking of obviously we're we're about to enter into National Apprenticeship Week, which is obviously something that our college will be absolutely celebrating with some wonderful businesses and apprentices that we are currently working with. How do you think National Apprenticeship Week raises the profile of apprenticeships in general? For me, I think we're getting rid of that old stigma yeah of that if you're not academic 
you go and do an apprenticeship yep. from years and years ago. Yep. Um, it's not the case anymore. A lot of people, you know, have, they're in a job to start with. Yeah. So, you know, you're not you're not one of the, you know, you're not in the FE sector where you're, you're competing for a job with yeah. a number of other students in July. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're already in that job role and you're building and getting paid um, for your studies, basically. Yeah, to get yourself yeah. skilled up. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, with the with the councils especially, you know, I've got some really good lads that I've got, uh, lads and girls, yeah. um, on the course. Um, one being from Gateshead, who won uh, Gateshead Council uh, Apprentice of the Year last Fantastic. last year. Wow! Um, so yeah, he's an award winner in your midst. Yeah, so he he's due to finish in March. Fantastic. Um, and we've got you know we're get we're getting a lot more um, diverse range of people coming through. We're getting seeing a lot more females coming into the yeah, industry, that was which is be really my, nice to that see. That was going to be my next question, actually, because I guess. Um, thinking of your industry and we've obviously spoken um, to a couple of other guests on the podcast around things like engineering which are again are a very male heavy dominated um, sector and obviously I guess your sector is also a little bit like that in relation yes. to the gender split um, but you do you say you are seeing more females coming oh, through? Oh yeah this? yeah so in the seven years that I've been teaching I've taught at least six or seven students okay um, two of which have gone straight from a, being a level two mm-hmm. um, arborist right the way through now that they're now doing their masters um, wow. at university. So um, it's good to see that there's a lot more females coming into the industry, and you know, the, I don't see why they, you know, why they can't. They can't like, do there's it. there's the, the old stigma of oh well they're not strong enough, but it's how you use your muscles. I mean, I was. Ten and a half stone, mm-hmm. but I was I was wiry. You know, you yeah. don't have to be like built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cause yeah, sometimes it's to your advantage. Yeah, I was going to say your body if weight. Anything, if you've you're got to be probably that. agile, haven't yeah, you? 100%, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So you know, we've we've got a young girl on the. Um, she, she started in September 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's due to finish in March. She lives, sleeps, breathes arboriculture. Um, she she even did extended sciences at school just so that she could get, she knew what she wanted to do and right. that hasn't stopped her one bit right. um, and a lot of the employers are embracing that as well yeah. so. I know when we do our come to college events and, and you know our um, apprenticeship event obviously we've got one of those inbound um, in February on the 27th for anybody listening 4.30 to 6.30 um, you know having been able to get the opportunity to come and chat to you about our apprenticeship programme and what that might mean for them and what their career prospects could be and why they would be attracted to it. Like, I don't think we can ever underestimate your passion and knowledge for this industry. So what motivates you to get up every day and do what you do? Helping the students develop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when I, was, when I wasn't teaching um, and... When I was in a climbing role, I was always mentoring new people coming through the ranks, right. okay. showing them, you know, work smarter, not harder, so different tips and tricks that they can pick up on to improve their own skills. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's my drive. Seeing them students at the end of, you know, at the at the end of the month, at the end of the week, you know, coming out and coming back to me saying, "Yeah, I've learned something here. I've been applying that at work." It's helping me progress, you know, yeah. through throughout my career. Yeah. And do you find that, like, obviously it's very rewarding, but do you feel that you are playing your part with that young person, kind of getting to where they need to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of... A lot of what I do is mistakes that I've learned along the way. Um, so to be able to pass that on so that they don't make, so, you know, make the same mistakes as myself... Yeah. Um, 
I didn't realise how important it was to look after your body. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm 36. I've been out of the, the tree industry for the last seven years due mm-hmm. to back injury. Mm-hmm. If I'd have known, you know, go for a sports massage every couple of weeks, make sure that you're looking after yourself so that you're not just working yourself to the bone. Yeah. Um, I'd probably still be in industry, to be honest, if you'd have asked right. me now, you know, if I hadn't have had the injury, I probably wouldn't be here, but yeah. I'd still be in sort of a, a mentoring role yeah um but just passing that type of knowledge on to the students is definitely helping and, yeah you know what they what they should be eating so i've got my own um uh, instagram channel for it's called tom tom's arbor eats right. so it's we we do you know f- five minute videos short and snappy heart healthy meals that are full of nutrients that you need um as an arborist fantastic so what does the future hold for you um hopefully more students yeah um we're trying with that definitely yeah, yeah so <laughs> it's a group we've, effort. we've had a, we've had a bigger cohort in in, yeah. in october so i've got eight students that have just started um and we're, we're due to we'll get some more students in april yeah. so we take on twice a year yeah um and yeah so for me it's cpd progression for myself i go yeah. out to industry i go out to some of these events we had sorbus international here on Wednesday um, and they were in they were in showing us all this you know sonic tomography and resistor drills it's all very tech related science heavy stuff like the hammer alone Mm -hmm. for the sonic tomography was eight grand oh wow Um, and the sensors for looking at the trees around 20,000 so well I buzz off that type of (laughs) sciencey stuff yeah so let's let's flip this round then what's your favorite piece of equipment that you use every day that I use every day. Um, I don't know, you know. I, I don't know because I like to use the old-fashioned stick okay. for measuring trees, so okay. not necessarily using a clinometer. If it's something that you can just pick up and use, mm-hmm. um, I tend to get students using different apps on their phone. Okay. Um, I do like a lot of the, the, the TMA fungi app for, for identifying fungi right, in, okay. in the field. Okay. Uh, but I, I, c- I probably couldn't say that I have a, a specific favourite thing, thing that I use every day. Mm-hmm. Um but from a science point of view, looking at that sort of equipment that we yeah. that we got hands on with, you know, the students were all getting to use on yeah. Wednesday. Um, you can see how far we're progressing yeah. with technology and how people are spending a lot more money on investing in in the health of trees. Yeah, so I guess, I guess that's exciting change. as well from your point of view as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether this is a bit like fa- picking your favourite child. What's your favourite tree? So... I've always had a favourite tree, and I, I always tell my students about this. Um, so Do it's you encourage t- your students to have a favourite tree? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> like, I have a lot of students, that, so when we're, when we're doing the ident sort of stuff, uh-huh. um, I always have a section at the bottom of the workbooks called Any Other Interesting Information. Okay. And a lot of the students buzz off the, like, mythology of uh, surrounding trees as well, so right. they jump on board with that very quickly. Right. Um, but I'd say my favourite is the Twisted Hazel, Coralus Avalana Contorta, okay. um, and it's called Red Majestic, so it's like a dark purpley black colour uh, hazel with really gnarly twisted branches and crumpled up leaves. Um, it's just stunning. 
That's, wow. that's my favourite. I'm off to go and Google that now. Um, well, thanks for joining us. I know Not you're a busy lad. It's Thank only you. took me nearly a year to get you on yep. the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if nothing else, I'm resilient and persistent. Um, but no, it's been really super to talk to you that's today, Tom. To Thank you. Um, and if you'd like to have a conversation about any of our land-based apprenticeships, not just our um, arboriculture, but obviously I'm sure if you were around, Tom would have a chat to you, do drop us an email at business at eastdurham.ac.uk. And thanks so much for listening. And if you want to get our next episode straight to your feed, do just give us a follow. East Durham College Business Bites In business, for business